Hello, I'm John Kenny, the Relationship Guy, and Relationship Coach, helping people to create healthy, intimate relationships. Welcome to the show, the show where we talk about all things relationships with a mix of my own relationship ramblings and some great guests from all walks of life who will be discussing the importance of relationships to them. Hello. So my guest today is someone I met on my first foray into self-development back in 2004. Uh, We actually met doing a counselling skills um, course at college. But since then, uh, my guest has gone on to become a school motivational speaker who delivers engaging presentations and workshops to help schools and small businesses to overcome self-defeating habits and to exceed their expectations to become more confident to deal with our challenging life beliefs. He has a passion for studying the science of self-beliefs, habits and self-development, self-developing growth mindset. Welcome to the show, the speaker with the orange tie, Steve Beckles Abusier. Boom, boom. John, thank you very much indeed. Mate, that sound is so I'm so pleased you 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 remembered all of that and you didn't read any of that at all. That was <laughs> a quality del- thank you. Well, I've known you such a long time. <laughs> Very much. That all of that stuff is <laughs> my subconscious. <laughs> Runs off the top. <laughs> yeah, even the bits um, I tripped so over on the very <laughs> But I really appreciate you having me on radio, on your podcast, I should say. Big, yeah. big shout. Thank you very much indeed. It's an absolute pleasure having you here. Um, I've also worked with you in the past. You've actually done some uh, speaker training for me, which... Um, was an exceptional yeah. few days, so much I'm really grateful for. So thank you thank for you. that. That was obviously a very brief introduction to who you are and what you do. So if you can tell the listeners a bit more about yourself, that'd be great. Well, yeah, I, as I said, well, where do I start? I mean, yeah, my name's Steve Beckles of Bush. Yeah. I think one of the things is, John, what, what I always start off by saying really is that I think it's so important in life to to know our purpose. And I think you've probably heard that said many a times. And mm. one of the things I was searching for was my purpose when I was a teacher at Kingsmead School in Enfield. Mm-hmm. Love what I did, but there was something not quite right. And I think uh, many of us have been there before where you just think, yeah, it's okay, but this thing's not quite right. So I, I had that kind of feeling about 20 years ago. Mm. And uh, I was enjoying what I was doing. Um, I did a lot of work with... I think helping people to help themselves. There's a lot of mentoring with with young people at Kingsmead School, and um, I loved it. Uh, it was a passion, and so really, I suppose the story should end there, but it doesn't because I think I got to a point of realizing I needed to have this as my own entity. I, I needed to control this. So I was working for a school. I was doing mentoring. I was doing support work and and teaching at the same time, and it just wasn't for me. And I think it will resonate to a lot of people listening to this, where what do you then do? It's quite interesting how it turned out, actually, because I had a good relationship with the head teacher. And I just said to the head teacher, look, this is how I feel. You know, I, I want to kind of step out on my own and, and become a, a speaker and, and motivate and inspire people and be self-employed. But I also want to be at the school on support, you know, as a teacher, as a mentor. Yeah. And I, I love what the head teacher did because he sent a, an, an email out to, to everyone, including the teachers, all the staff saying, uh, Mr. Beckles Abusier is um, in a position where he's either going to be staying with the school or he's leaving to seek, seek other kind of ventures. Mm-hmm. And when I read that, I thought, you've just stitched me up, haven't you? You've just <laughs> stitched me up. And I really felt... 
at the time, I felt like he'd, he'd, he'd really done something really bad to me. And, and I felt very angry about it. But it was only a short period of time, literally 24 hours, if, in fact, less than that, because it was, I remember it was about three o'clock in the afternoon. So I pretended I didn't kind of read it. And I thought about it that evening. I thought, I've got to step up. <laughs> you know, what do I then say? Do I respond back to everyone and say, do you know what I said to the head teacher? <laughs> I wasn't actually serious about that. And I'm not serious about my life either. I want to go back to what I was doing before. I couldn't do it, could I? So um, I left. I left. And um, it really made you pretty scary. Made that decision. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And, and, you know, respect to, to Mr. Bird, he's listening, uh, because it, it was um, the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Because I think many of us need that, that little push, don't we? And yeah. um, if we're not pushed, we, we, we stay very comfortable. Yeah. And we feel that everything is all in control. You know, yeah. Um, so that was it, mate. That, that that was the jump. Fortunately, I'd done a little bit of support kind of um, work around myself, trying to get myself into different schools and colleges, just really as a speaker. You yeah. know, and at that time, I had a com- company called Serious Intentions. I so I first started off as a, a kind of um, a company that. Uh, was delivering life skills and stuff so that's how it all started john that was the, that was the the kind of the the kind of yeah the kind of clashing of heads and brains and everything for me to say right i've got to go mm-hmm. and thanks to him for putting you on the spot and uh absolutely made that yeah decision. absolutely it's interesting when i left the fire service i think i was there for far too mm-hmm. long and I was waiting for the right moment, waiting for the right moment. I need to be financially stable, this, that, and the other. And eventually I just thought something else was going on at work and it just be, my, kind of made my position there really untenable. And I thought this this needs to stop now. And if that hadn't happened, I don't know if I'd have left mm. when I did. I'm, I know I would have left sooner or later, but it was something that that was going on there. And I thought, actually, I need to get out of here right now. So I just handed my notice and off I went, yeah. regardless of what I was doing, yeah. where, where, where everything else was going to come from. Yeah, mm. I, absolutely. And, and I think with, with that, what happens, and I guessing it happened to you as well, is that when it did happen, it was a release of, oh, that that that's what I needed to do. But I wasn't quite strong enough to do it. So the situation made it happen. Mm-hmm. So as I said, I formed a limited company, Serious Intentions. And I absolutely loved it. I, 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 it wasn't easy. So for all the, the listeners out there kind of thinking, well, okay, this guy's now, he's left a school and now he's working in schools all of a sudden, far from it. You know, it was, it was a challenge because what I realised is that I needed, I needed regular income, mm-hmm. <laughs> which really helps. Yes, and I think one of the things I realised is I had to get involved with, with, with other companies, me as a freelancer. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that, that was my my kind of my, my my stable kind of um support to get me through so young enterprise london uh, was an organization that works with young people in schools and colleges and i was a freelancer mm-hmm. um and i enjoyed it you know and it's really funny i'm sure it happens to you where you do something that you you, you love and then all of a sudden all of these kind of ideas start coming out from yeah. your brain you yeah. Thinking, hold on a minute, you know, I'm delivering it like this, but I know if I delivered it like this, you, you would, it would just, it would be off the wall. And I had 
let's say I had a lot of those moments when I was delivering. And I just thought, you know what, Steve, you know, it's time. So I started writing my own material. Uh, And I think there's another thing where listeners are perhaps thinking about how's that done? It's done by reading. You know, what's that saying that uh, readers are leaders and leaders are readers? So, you know, I read everything from Les Brown to Jim Rowan to Nido Cobain. These are all motivational speakers, but not almost. Some of them sales. Some of them are relationship um, are gurus and mentors. And I just learned, John, I'm sure you do the same thing. You, you learn from people that have done it and do it really, really well. Yeah. Um, I'm often saying to people, if you ever want to learn anything, you know, don't, don't try and reinvent the wheel. Just get a good book. And, and even if you're not into reading, this is a big thing I say to students because I'm in my travel lodge hotel at the moment because I'm speaking tomorrow in Barnsley. And one of the things I'm I'm going to be saying to the kids is get your audio books. If you don't like reading, mm. get the audio books, you know, yeah. turn your car into a university. Yeah, get, get turn your car into a university. Start listening to 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 books to people that inspire you um because they've got 30 40 sometimes 50 years experience mm. and all you need to do is listen to it yeah definitely yeah? the thing i now about to people is is that you know i've got my po- own personal experience intertwined with everything but all of this stuff is stuff i've learned from somewhere else and you know i'm always reading articles and i'm not much of a book reader i must say myself even though i do have my own book um but I, I like to read articles i like short snippets of information that's how i learn best um so i always like and if something really catches my attention then i'll i might go and read a bit more about it and learn more about it yeah um to get more in-depth knowledge yeah. about things um but yeah i mean you need to like you said don't try yeah. and invent the wheel but try and put your own spin on something that you've learned and you know that works own, yeah yeah, putting your own spin in is very important. I mean, like, like you said, little articles you're interested in. Now, I, I set myself so many targets just when I started at the beginning of my business because one of the things I often said to people is um, don't start your day until you finish it. And what that means is that don't get up first thing tomorrow morning and scratch your head and wonder what you need to do. Um, what I believe in is planning your day before it actually starts. Mm-hmm. This is something I learned from Jim Rome years ago because okay. then what happens is your day – becomes your structured day which you had planned the day before you know mm-hmm. often two maybe three days before so in other words your week then turns into a catalog of things you need to do so your focus i mean when i did it john it just blew my mind because i was just like planning three four days ahead and and what it did it, it forced me to realize as each day is coming i'm start. i'm learning something new so something I often says um always learn something you didn't know the day before you know because if you don't do that you've failed now, that sounds really kind of deep <laughs> i'm getting deep with you now but it, it's true yeah if, if you're if you're at the end of this day people are listening to this you know whenever you're listening to this you get into your day and you can just before you go to bed if you're going to say that you didn't learn anything that day all right, that you've just had, in my opinion, I think it's a wasted day. Right. Because we don't know how long we're here for. No, you know? it's interesting. Um, Someone said something very similar yeah. last week. I think this is quite a common thing. And they said, if you're, sta- if you're, not, if you're standing still, you're actually going backwards. So if you're not doing something, yeah. you know, if you're not learning something, if you're not moving forward, then what's the point? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And well, we'll, we'll, 
will say to many people, I'm sure they're listening, thinking, you know, this is the whole motivational thing. He's going crazy with it. Not at all. Things can go wrong, mm. all right? But then you then think, aha, I won't do that again, John. You know what I mean? Because that's the learning. That That's not a, I've read, you know, a book. I've listened to it. Not at all. That's that's recognizing that you've 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 messed up all right and 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 deal with it yeah you know and, it's another uh, thing my partner yeah, yeah learning that something doesn't work it's yeah. okay isn't it it's okay if something doesn't work so long as you take the lesson from it that Simple you need to that. take in order to for you to do it better or differently next time absolutely and 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 what, what it's helped me to do as i said structure my day i, I I'm just going to just talk about stuff that I do, but I do this thing. I do this uh, 15 minute, I call it 15 minute challenge. And I, I know it might sound absolutely crazy to your listeners, but every 15 minutes I will start a new task. All right. Now that might sound like crazy, but let me explain. So I'm in my office and I need to sort out the rubbish, which is in the bin. All right. And it's 10 to five. All right. Now, I say to myself, all that rubbish will be sorted out before five o'clock. And also, I'm going to make sure I sort out all of these emails that I've got so far and need deleting before five o'clock. Now, I've only got 10 minutes to do that. Now, you know, to a lot of people think that's absolutely bonkers because A, you won't get it done in 10 minutes. And why are you pushing yourself to do that? Why I do that is when I get to them five o'clock, I stop and I'll do something else. All right. Now, it, it needs focus because I'm sure many people think, well, what about if you didn't finish what you've done? Yeah, fair shout. But if you keep a record of what you've done and what you need to do from the self, you've got this constant perpetuating of tasks that need to be done. And you'll be surprised how quickly and how much you can get done in that 15 minutes. I'm working with a, uh, a client at the moment. He, he does half an hour because he thought 15 minutes was insane. <laughs> but 15 minutes for me, um, you, John, you'd be so surprised what you can do. Just And so, for example, if it's five to five, you then look around and you think to yourself, what can I do in five minutes that needs getting done that I've been putting off? Mm-hmm. And it will blow your brains away to realise what you can do in five minutes. It's just it's phenomenal. So, um, yeah, this is my crazy things that I've been doing since I started business, which I've been doing like for for years. And that's helped me create the programs I've created. Um, but, yeah, so that's kind of up to serious kind of stuff. Um, Can I say, I, let's go on to the, gut, the yeah. speaker of the orange tie, because we've never really spoken about. How oh, yeah, this is it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, it, it, you know, the, the funniest thing is it's it's. It happened by default. Mm-hmm. Let me explain. So when I had my company Serious Intentions, I, I wore an orange-ish tie. And um, I think I wore Actually, it was a kind of red, reddish, orangish kind of tie. Mm-hmm. And I wore it because I just read somewhere that red, orange, that kind of color would always dominate attention. And it shows leadership, especially red. Okay. So it varied, you know. And... Um, I remember, I'll never forget that morning. It was a Tuesday morning. I was meant to speak at a school called Kingsbury School in Harrow. And um, they'd postponed it for, I think it was the Wednesday. So it was Monday. Uh, no, it's Tuesday. And they wanted to speak on a Thursday. So they postponed it. 
And um, I said, okay, no problem. So I was getting my stuff ready for, for that for that um, for Thursday, but it was, it was Tuesday. And I realised I didn't have a tie. And um, I thought, well, I'll order one online. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier. And, you know, what's the big hassle? Just get online. What do you go to shop for? And now it wasn't as kind of uh, like Amazon is now. The minute you order it, you know, the guy's at the door before you put your phone down. You know what I mean? We're quite as quick as that. But it was like a 24-hour, 48-hour service. And my screen resolution wasn't the best in the world. So I saw this tie and it looked red to me. And I thought, class, class. So I ordered it up. Uh, it arrived. I was speaking. It was Thursday afternoon for Kingsbury School. It turned up um, in the morning, Thursday morning. It, it was in a box, opened it all up and um, opened it up. And to honestly, my astonishment, it was bright orange. Mm-hmm. And how I made that mistake, I, I, I blame it on the resolution on my screen and also maybe my bad eyesight. <laughs> but it definitely looked red to me. But when I saw it flipping out, I'm surprised the postman didn't have the kind of dark glasses as he handed them to me. It was the brightest type orange tie I've seen in my life. I was speaking in the afternoon. Um, I always like to look smart, you know, look look, look formal. So I thought, <laughs> I've got bloody wear it, haven't I? So I put on this bright orange tie, covering it up with my coat and my jacket as I walked to the school. Mm-hmm. And um, I took my coat off and obviously left my jacket on. And the rest is history. <laughs> because for about at least five minutes, ten minutes, the kids were like, Sir, what, what's with the tie? Well, oh, I like your tie. What, what's with the... And I just started to get this feeling that that was meant to happen. Um, it was a really good session. It went really well. And just from then, I just started looking into orange. I literally started looking into orange, you know. And I've heard so much. I read just some research found that orange represents learning and growth by the American Indians. Okay. Orange is a feng shui colour which is used for connecting people together. I thought, yeah. what the, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, I was in America because I've spoken in the States, as um, as you're aware, and I was talking yeah. to a guy about the orange tie thing. This is obviously after I've established the orange. And he said to me, whenever you're welding, in order to be able to manipulate it and move it into the shape you want to move it into, reach the colour orange. And I thought... Well, that's the end of that one, isn't it? That's yeah. done and dusted. Um, and all of those things just were just amazing for myself. So I thought, yeah. let's get going. Definitely. And I didn't stop there. I bought some orange shoes. Um, yes, bright orange patent shoes. You can go on my website and see it. Steve Orange Tie. That's all you need to type into Google, <laughs> sir, guys. Um, orange socks, orange belt, and the biggest one is Lucy. No, that's not my girlfriend. That is my car, um, my orange mini, um, which I've had for three years. Mm. And um, it just, Johnny just took off. Um, You're going called going full in with something. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's um, obviously, it's a, it's a little bit of a gimmick, but it, 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 it for me, it's real. And, and what I mean by that is that it, it is a colour that invigorates me. I, I feel like, similar to you when you're a fireman, I'm sure when you're out of uniform, um, it's a lot different when you are in uniform mm. because then you are, A, recognised by people as a fireman, B, people then have an expectations from you mm-hmm. and from 
the schools I've been fortunate enough to be going back to when I walk in it's the guy of the orange tie speak of the orange tie it's mm. oh it's that guy with your and and all of a sudden I I, I feel myself lifting myself up mm. um even if I've had a rough evening or a rough day or you know things have perhaps gone right um family wise the minute I put that that uniform on mm. um I, I I become yeah I, I do it's because as a guy said to me a couple of years ago he said you know you've got to have some bottle to wear bright orange paint and shoes for sure uh, you better be good you know <laughs> and I said to him I am good you hold yourself in a different way don't you when you've got that uniform on like you said as a firefighter when i had the uniform on i would hold myself in a different way because there was an expectancy i had of me in that space yes and i think like you said when you put that on that's that's that you have an expectancy of you because you know there's an expectancy of you from other people but there's also that expectancy of you absolutely to to be a certain way and absolutely portray the thing that you're trying to get across to other people as well absolutely and what i say john so you know it's not an unusual thing i think we all do that you know if you're speaking to your your mum or your dad you you put on a different type of uniform than perhaps if you were down the pub of your mates mm. um with your girlfriend more than likely not mm. always i know sometimes that there, there is no change but mm. you know generally there's a you know you don't call your girlfriend mate you know and you know yeah you, do, you know it's, it's a different kind of persona um, that you adopt and I don't feel that's force at all I think that's that's life because if you're not able to change around people I've heard so many people say oh I don't change I'm just myself and people got to listen I respect that and I really understand where that 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 way of thinking comes from but the reality is we are a kaleidoscope of people and personalities and not to want to just I mean, you're a coach. You 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 know this better than me. I'm also a coach as well. But you know, John, you 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 when you're coaching, you you do adapt. You're mm. you're you're listening. You're you're looking and you're feeling what a person's saying. So it's not like you're just talking to a friend, no. you know, no. at a club or something. I think the important you know, thing so is, I say to people, you need to be your authentic self. But your authentic self, like you said, is made up of so many constituent parts. So when I'm coaching. I'm being my authentic self in my coaching space. Like you said, when I'm with my parents, yes. I'm my authentic self, but as their son, it's, it's so it's a different, exactly a different person, but different part of me, but exactly. It's, but it's always exactly. feels like I'm, I am me. Yeah. And I, I, I think it's important to the people that are listening to this podcast that being your original self doesn't necessarily mean you have to say things to people that, that, perhaps would hurt them because you're just being you. I think the art of understanding people, what's that saying by um, Jim Rowan? Seek first to understand before you can be understood, mm-hmm. you know? And 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 it, this is so important, isn't it? Because yeah. when you understand how someone is, rather than you charging uh, like a bull in a china shop, you, you, you change how you feel. You mm-hmm. understand how that person feels and you, you change accordingly. Yeah. And this is the art of, obviously, I talk a lot about communication skills and, mm. and, and life is all about communication. So I, I, it's very important. I think all of us are aware of other people more so now we're kind of coming out of this kind of COVID thing. But, you know, more so now, I think where communication is now 
we're establishing that we can be together. You know, how are you connecting with people? You know, so important. Yeah, so that brings us very kind of nicely seamlessly into the kind of real kind of talking about relationships there. Uh, and, and, and in essence, like you said, that communication in relationships, I, and I say to everybody, is, is key, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is. I think um, now, as we are, as I stated earlier, kind of moving out of, of the position we're in, how are we connecting with people? Uh, often when I'm speaking to clients and speaking to young people as well, and I often say, you know, say hello to those people perhaps you don't normally say hello to. It's coming out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I think we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier on, but when you're able to come out of your comfort zone, be able to ask questions where that voice, that subconscious voice, which is like 90% of what you'll do, of you do is saying to you, see, behave yourself, you don't even know him. Why, why are you doing that? Yeah. Push yourself at that little bit more. That little ten percent, and and you'll be surprised. You know what, what's that saying? Um, if you don't ask, the answer is no. You know, and right. yeah. asking could be just saying, "How are you doing? Mm. How's things? How's life?" You, t- I, I challenge every, anyone listening to this podcast to ask anyone in like a local shop or even McDonald's. Just ask them how they're doing, and they will give you a conversation. Mm-hmm. Generally, yeah, because most people don't talk to people like that. You no, know? not at all. And. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's awareness, you know. So yeah, really- and again, how many? I mean, I don't know how many times you read an article, or in fact, sometimes in my own experience, you just sort of that just that one sentence can make so much different to someone's life. I was reading something about some person who's about to uh, kill themselves, which it goes right. to kind of the extreme of it all. But they said just someone asking them how they were completely changed how they felt about life. And that stopped Absolutely. them. They were actually on their way to jump off of a bridge. Wow. And someone just sort of saying, "How are you doing today?" Wow. Completely changed their their perception of their their whole life, and they thought, "Actually, do you know what I can?" Yeah. You know, it's made me feel so different about. Yeah. And they didn't. They decided not to go ahead with where they were off to. So. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. And I, I think now, John. Mm. Yeah, and I, I think now, John. As we said, now, anytime now, where so many people are feeling disconnected and we're, we're meant to kind of just reconnect like nothing's happened, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, not, it's not, not the case. I, I, I talk about uh, level one, level two, and level three communication. And level one communication is just asking it, how are you doing, John? And what would you say to me? I'm doing really good, thanks. If I asked you, how are you doing, what would you say? <laughs> I'm doing really good, thank you. How are you? Excellent. Here's a level two is not too bad. My level two communication to you. So what happened today? Anything made you laugh today? Anything, uh, you know, anything made you feel good today? Yeah, I actually got on with some of my packing for my house because I'm moving at the weekend. Superb. So your house, so you, there's loads of stuff going on. See, now that bit I said there about the house, there's the level three. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So I've just gone from asking how you are. Uh, you say not too bad. I've asked you what was good in your life. So I've not asked, I've not tried to generate something negative. I've generated a positive. I've asked you how it's been. And then you gave me a little bit more about the house. I go into that level three communication as much as you can with people. And I know some people just won't be open to that. Mm. But as you pointed out, that that that, that guy was um, close to, to, to doing what he was going to do, just mm. asking how he was. So can imagine if you can get to level three, mm. at least maybe twice or maybe three times in a day with somebody. I yeah. did it today in the reception. Uh, mm-hmm. 
in travel knowledge. Same thing. And it's not difficult because you don't have to push a question because people don't feed you. You ask them how they're doing. Yeah, not too bad. I had a, a good run yesterday. So there's the lead. Mm. He obviously wants you to ask him, well, what happened yesterday? Yeah. Do you exactly. and, yeah. And, and, if you've, and if you've got time for it, why not? time for it why, why, why wouldn't yeah yeah that's very interesting when i go to hotels it's really strange when people say hey you're doing sir blah 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 and i say yeah i'm really good how's things with you you had a good day and they're like quite taken aback that someone's actually shown an interest like they're <laughs> doing it obviously to be polite exactly. and welcome you in. but when you ask them back they're like oh uh no it's been yeah. good thing, or whatever you know so it's very yeah how you can trigger someone into kind of feeling <laughs> feeling something completely different yeah yeah having an interest in them. absolutely Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, what I, what I would say to people listening to this podcast, obviously, it's 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 going to depend on your wording, your tonality and your body language. You know what I mean? So if those three are not succinct together, you know, you, you're not going to get a response because they know you're just going through motions and you don't really care. You know, but um, yeah, if you can tie that up with with that feeling of I actually want to know how you got on today you know and you tell me about something good actually yesterday tell us about it what happened and um i can't tell you the amount of things i've got for nothing or got for free i've got on discount just by start just by doing that conversation now listeners that's not the reason i do it yeah, <laughs> but i'm just saying because it does work mm. honestly countless amount of times where people have because you've just shown that little bit of interest in them you know i've had an upgrade in room before Mm-hmm. you know um just conversation and that's obviously one of the things i love talking about there's that and and belief systems so those two are babies communication and belief systems yeah so tell me a little bit more about that i would have mentioned that in your introduction you, the work that you do is very much centered around the science of beliefs and things can you can you tell the listeners a little bit more about you know why that's so significant? yeah well, well yeah well, well it, you know, and it's a good question. I appreciate you asking me that question, actually, because if you think of, I mean, I could obviously see you, the, the, the sweatshirt you're wearing, um, the, 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 the room around you, I can see a little bit behind that. All of what I'm looking at is your belief systems, your health. I can't see you properly, but you look as fit and healthy as you were when I when I met you umpteen years ago, mate. Uh, and you look even younger as well. Uh, right, that's that's my <laughs> that's my that's my bonus for me for you now. What can um, I give you for free? But what I'm looking at, John, is is your belief systems. Mm-hmm. All right, the clothes you wear, the way your 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 house has been done, all belief systems, and. To negate your belief systems is to negate yourself because everything comes from a belief which was formed. Let's start off. Your formative years are between one and eight. Okay. Between one and eight, you learn how to count your ABCs and your colors between one and eight. Okay. That was your basis. And then from eight onwards, you built things on from there. So obviously, you at primary school up to 10, um, and then 11. 12, 13, 14, you're then into secondary school. All of these formative beliefs that you know, how to count colours, shapes and stuff like that, that's that's something you've learned. But as well as that, John, you've learned your beliefs and values from your parents, people close to you, your brothers and sisters, and they formed your outlook on life, your, your mindset, dare I say. Mm. And if, for example, you 
And this actually happened about two years ago. I'll never forget it, actually. I was on a bus and there was a lady in her 30s with her daughter. Her daughter was about seven years of age. And her daughter was talking to her friend. Uh, the mum was talking to her friend about her daughter. And the conversation went as follows. She said, um, oh, my daughter, she's so shy. And she's no good at maths at all. A little girl was looking intently at her mum, shaking her head. And it kind of really hammered home how... In those formative years, we we develop a belief about ourselves. So being shy and not good at maths, you can imagine that girl going to school the next day, mm-hmm. coming from someone, and this is not going to go mums or dads or anyone, but this is just your environment. A mum saying she's not good at maths and she's shy. Teacher says, right, I need a volunteer. There's no way that girl's going to put her hand up. Mm-hmm. A, because she's at that young age anyway, and B, comes from someone who she looks up to, who knows her, who's ultimate respectful. Like I said, this is not having a go at mum per se or dads, etc. This is just a fact. This is how your environment is, okay? If you had a baby, right, born of a European baby and you gave this baby to Chinese parents, okay, in China, when you went to visit that child again in eight years' time, you would not expect that child to be speaking English, be speaking Chinese. And that sounds obvious, but the point I'm making is that your environment will determine the way you behave. And I think with this, I think so many of us are putting things onto our belief system, starting from our formative years. So the amount of people I know that would never, ever speak in public and would be terrified at the thought of doing it. And often they can give me an anecdote, not always between one and eight, sometimes maybe nine, ten, maybe a little bit older, but they told me a horrific story where they went up the front uh, to do a presentation, they either tripped or did the wrong thing, or people started laughing, mm-hmm. and that feeling became a belief. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, to change a belief, you have to go back to that feeling again. And a lot of people will not do it, mm-hmm. so it then becomes a hardened belief. I, I, I know people in their thirties that a guy I was talking to the other day, I mean, he was he qualified as a doctor only recently. And I said, you must be so proud of yourself, you know, being a doctor. He turned to me and said, well, not really, because my, my my brother's a lawyer up in the city. And I said, yeah, I like that, but mate, you know, you're a doctor, you must be well pleased. Good. Well, my mum said that my brother always do better than me when I was younger. And he just kind of just wrote off him being a doctor, just like that, click of a finger, just gone. Because he was averting back to those formative years now you know as i said earlier it's not always going to be between one and eight but i will guarantee that you will hold some memories about being or experiencing something in those early years that if they're not challenged become stronger and stronger as each year goes on uh develops into a belief so yeah, yeah. for yeah. me not to talk about beliefs um is is crazy yeah. uh, i'm speaking tomorrow and i'm i'm not going to talk about revision techniques I've got two hours, uh, two, uh, two, well, actually it's, hard. it's an hour slot for six hours. I'm doing six hours. So first half an hour, I'm just talking about beliefs. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk about reason techniques. What's the point? If, you, if you're sitting there, John, and you don't believe you're any good at maths, mm-hmm. there's no point in me giving you these revision techniques like loci and all. Waste the time. Yeah. I've got to look into systems. What do you believe about yourself? Challenge it slightly. Now, I haven't got a long period of time, but give it a little nudge yeah. to get you thinking oh, well, maybe that's not right. And then I'll give you a technique, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that technique is. Yeah. You know? But that's how I work with young people as well as adults. So yeah. the first thing I need to do is address your leaves. You know? Yeah.
Yeah, similar with the work that I do with the beliefs. It's um, when I get people to do beliefs, I go, this is your, this is why I think the way I do. This is what I believe. And then I say, but you need to know, so why? You know, what's the because? I mm. feel this way because, well, maybe my mum did so-and-so, so-and-so. Maybe this happened at school. And then yes. it's like, well, that's not true then, is it? That's just a belief because of your experiences that you have with a kid. Because yes. with the beliefs, the power of the belief is just exceptional, isn't it? I mean, it is your, it is your truth. And, and you will always look to make your beliefs your come true. This is the same thing with that doctor. You know, he wasn't able to say to you, no, I'm really proud of myself because his belief was that being a doctor wasn't good enough. That's so right. That's think, well, actually, I only believe right. that because yeah. of the messaging I received as a kid, but actually I am good enough and I am proud of myself and that can completely change your whole exactly. experience. Absolutely. It's, it's funny, John, because one of the things I, I do when I, I deliver my belief programme is I, I have four lines of a very brief story. So I, I had a student that didn't, want to go to school mum contacted me and said steve is there anything you could do mm -hmm. and i said i've got four lines that will shift his belief systems he said well <laughs> that's exactly what i need so she gave me his number the boy was about 14 years of age i think it was mm -hmm. year eight and i rang him up and um i said hi luke this is steve uh, i speak of the orange time just you know touching base your mum said i was going to call just to help you a little bit of school the minute he heard my voice he put the phone down mm -hmm. now it was no big shakes because that's part and parcel of it. But he texted me about five minutes later to apologise, put the phone down. And in the text, he said to me, Steve, I, I didn't want to talk to you because I just didn't feel that I could talk to you about school. And I said, there's no problem. And so when we did talk, um, I said to him to write this line down. And those that are listening is really important. Your beliefs determine your attitude. So I said, look, the reason you put your phone down is your beliefs are, I, 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 my attitude, I don't want to talk to you. And he said, well, that's no problem, I, and I do apologise. Can we meet uh, or can we have a phone chat, you know, a long phone chat? I said, when's a good time for you? And he said, well, any time. I said, well, how about Sunday, about 8.30 in the evening? He went quiet, and he said to me, 8.30 in the evening on a Sunday is the worst day of the week. I said, why is that? And he goes, well, I've got school the next day. So I said, well, therefore, your attitude affects how you feel, all right? Because he didn't want to talk to me on the Sunday because he had school the next day. Mm -hmm. So we arranged to have a face-to-face -face in Starbucks. And we met up. And when he saw me, I remember he waved to me, he had the orange tile. And he stopped me before I had a chance to sit down. And he said to me, Steve, before we start the meeting, I just want to tell you one thing is that I, I hate my maths teacher. I said, what? He goes, I hate my maths teacher. I said, no, you don't. He said, Steve, <laughs> I don't want to fall out of you, but I'm just telling you now I hate my maths teacher. And I said, listen, you don't hate your maths teacher. You hate maths. And he paused for a second and he said, do you know what? We used to get on really well when she taught uh, PE. I said, do you like PE? I love PE. I said, there you go. So what was happening, your feelings were affecting the way you acted. So your beliefs affect your attitude. Your attitude affects the way you feel. And ultimately, the way you feel determines the way you act. So just that process that we went through um, really helped him to, to look at it because as i said john you think of anything you don't believe is a good idea it will affect your attitude towards it you won't feel like doing it and when you do do it you won't do it well enough and ultimately you won't gain from that because you didn't want to do it in the first place you know i often say to kids you ask any child at all that hates tidying their bedroom you know the process so they hate tidying their bedroom so their belief is i don't want to do it 
right? Mm-hmm. It affects their attitude to doing it. So they take procrastinate for ages. They don't get around to doing it. Eventually, when they do do it, the way they do it, they don't feel like doing it. So you know they don't do it very well. Mm-hmm. What they gain from life is mum sees them and tells them to go and do it again. All about your beliefs. So, you know, that's why I talk about beliefs. Because it's it's everything. Yeah. It's interesting what you just said there about that, as far as that comes to relationships. And I know the significance of relationships to you, because obviously I follow you on social media and I see posts that you put together and there's a lot of family stuff in there. And I'll come to that in a second. But it's really interesting something you just mentioned there about the, the relationship with his maths teacher. And I think, and I wonder how that actually plays out in relationships as a whole. If you have an association with somebody that you're linking, because that relationship with that math teacher is going to be very stressed and fractured and difficult in the math class exactly. because of the way he feels about something else. And, I, you know, and that's really made me think about exactly. how that then bleeds into all your other relationships. If you're holding a certain perception and a certain way of thinking about one thing, how you can then label people and have a feeling about them regardless, because you feel some way about something else. Absolutely. And it's interesting, John, because while you were talking, I was thinking that's all the isms of the world, racism, uh, sexism, Mm. feminism, because what you're doing is looking at what that person represents, Mm. a black man, an Asian man, a Chinese man, a a white man, Mm. um, a woman, a homosexual yeah what you're doing is looking at what that person represents with the label you've got in your head yeah so this student hated maths so he was getting maths getting the teacher and just putting two together Mm. so therefore i'm going to hate you Mm -hmm. i'm going to hate you Mm -hmm. because you represent what i don't like yeah you see yeah very powerful very powerful very powerful Let's come back to something a bit more uh, jolly about your own family. So the significance of relationships to you, like I said, obviously I see a lot of your social media and you really incorporate that family connection and togetherness, don't you, in in your your social media. What are the significance of relationships to you? Yeah, for myself, it's... When I'm doing what I do, it's often people will ask me, a lady asked me the other day, how long have you been working as a speaker and I, and I, I, I couldn't equate the two together working and being a speaker it's no. like <laughs> yeah. the two just don't it's like oil and water I, yeah. I don't feel like I'm working it's just the weirdest thing so therefore bringing my my family in and I'm very I'm very aware because of late my daughter and this is a something we spoke about she was saying she feels she doesn't like the whole social media thing she's just not into it mm-hmm. so you'll notice of my posts you you might just see her hand <laughs> or her holding a spoon because i think i think it, it's awareness that she's been kind of in line by the school in particular um and also i think just her personal choice i think you know i've got another friend that doesn't like social media so i diverse a little bit but I'm just very aware of of involving my my children where, where they feel comfortable because I want to celebrate them yeah. and um, Facebook for all of its frailties has the ability to hold moments in time mm. on posts and if I can bring a message um, with 
using my my children as I use is the wrong word but carrying my children carrying my message um it it it's like win-win for me so me and my son my middle son we went uptown and um that was it we just went uptown and I said it was just great to go uptown with my son uh when I came back um my wallet was very tired you know um which is true uh and I just thought that's what happened and uh being able to share yourself with with people, I think we spoke about it, didn't it, off off air, so to speak, where people can personalise you. Um, the amount of messages I'm often getting to people, I, I I can't count the amount of emails I've had with people have just shown me. And there was an orange tank. This is before the Ukraine Russia thing, so it's it's not that connection. But I was sent an orange tank about two years ago. Yeah. Um, somebody because it was orange. Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't think I even knew the guy. No. you know and I just thought oh actually actually he's one of my clients actually to be fair but he's and I'm thinking if if I've got that effect on you I don't think that's a bad thing hmm. so you've 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 thought about my orangeness mm-hmm. for you to send me that yeah um ah, that's good enough for me yeah I mean, that, know? that's good enough for me yeah that's that reaching out to make a connection with you on that level you know yeah that that that's that's right, you know, and um, yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, kind of kind of lost the words really because that that that's it, you know. People see it, they connect it with me, and you know, I get the messages and I get the bought some um, new orange trainers actually uh, a couple of days ago. Yeah, and. Um, it just went bonkers on Facebook. I mean, <laughs> I say bonkers. I mean, you know, I don't know. It's just all these people, yeah. you know, just yeah. <laughs> connecting with you about your own Spanish. Yeah. yeah, and to type Steve. Yeah, yeah, something it's so just simple, like crazy. It's so significant. Say that again. I missed that last week. Sorry. It's something so simple, but something so can be so significant. Oh, it's just. Yeah, I, I absolutely just love it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I'm in my my element when I put my uniform on and um, yeah, people was making comments and, you know, guys said to me the other day, typed in Steve Orange and I turned up and I thought, oh my goodness, I, I think I might need to change my name now. What's going on here? It's, it's like crazy stuff. So um, wonderful. Yeah, it's wonderful. Um, and I'm just looking to, I think, like we all are, to, to, to make, uh, make a mark to be remembered, to be kind of um, connected with. I think that's maybe the words I'm looking for, you know, uh, which I feel hopefully I have what I've been doing. You definitely have. You definitely made a, 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 a definitely made an impression on me. Um, I will always... <laughs> this, from the first, Thank you. From the, the first that, that kind of six months or so that we were training together... I can't remember anybody else really from that course apart from you. <laughs> Not just because we stayed in touch, but because I've seen social media and mm-hmm. stuff, but there were some significant things that went on in that training that when I reflect to that, I think, oh, do you remember when Steve did that? Do you remember when Steve was doing this? And it's really, you know, Amazing. and how we connected on that train. And again, obviously, that's why we've kept in that touch for nearly 20 years, uh, because there was a connection yeah. made in that short period of time that, we come across each other, you know, over over this period of time. Um, but yeah, the, the mm. there. Um, so before we need to finish today, um, 
can you tell people if they want to reach out? So just please just give a little bit more uh, specific then about how people could work with you, how you help people, uh, and if they want to get in touch with you to find out a bit more, how they can do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's simple. I mean, I could go through the www.thespeakoftheorangetie.com, which is who I am, but just type in Steve Orange Tie. Um, I'll come up um, and you'll find out about myself. Now, I, I do a lot of work with young people. Uh, I work in a lot of schools, colleges and universities. So I do a lot of keynote speaking. I do a lot of coaching as well. And then you've heard me kind of touch a little bit on that. And what I, I do is to help adults to look at their belief systems because like i stated earlier and you heard about it it's everything mm -hmm. all right relationships is everything mm -hmm. if that your your template right is i might say defective but if it's not conducive to your success in life that template your beliefs template all right mm -hmm. it doesn't matter all the things you have new house new car right girlfriend all the rest of it because your template will change how you look out with what you've got do you see what i mean it, it, it's, it's so important so i'm often working with adults and as well as young people especially teenagers as well this whole covid thing's been a real challenge so by me going to the website you'll see a tune page but just i think drop me a message um steve at the speaker with the orange tie.com. Like I said, go to Steve Orange Tie. You'll see the books that I've written and all the stuff that I do. But do you know what? It's all about just touching base with me and just finding whether we can be a match with Mr. Orange. <laughs> we'll give it a try. It will always be a bright event, regardless. <laughs> Absolutely. The future's bright. That's <laughs> my catch line but i think yeah, i think someone else has got it someone uh, yeah. bigger than me <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i can handle the lawsuits <laughs> that's definitely not and if people do go to the website is there a kind of a freebie that you you can give away to the listeners there is a freebie freebie for for two kind of camps really the first camp is if you are in a school you work with young people and you would love to just get some tips um, just to help you to uh, seven tips to help you to understand teenage a lot more. I've written a book, um, written many books. One of the books I wrote a couple of years ago is called Because I Said So, Understanding a Teenager. Mm -hmm. Some of the tips are there and you'll get those free tips. It's like a, a poster, good for your son or daughter, print it up, put it on the wall. Um, you know, don't have to ever contact me ever again. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's just good tips and ideas for those who are now thinking well i haven't got any children but I, I do need to know a little bit more about steve and how he can help me i've got these uh tips it's called how to deliver your assembly with confidence now it doesn't necessarily have to be an assembly but life is about presentation you know you've probably heard before life is a stage mm -hmm. and how you put yourself and let people understand who you are is vital. And I think obviously Joe and I remember you coming on to my, my, my program. I, I, I spoke about that in depth about the importance of confidence and the importance of communicating effectively. Go onto my site and if you just scroll down, it says how to deliver your assembly with confidence. Don't worry too much about the assembly. It's just all about how to connect with people in a one-to-one, -one, uh, in a group, uh, to an audience. So I just, those uh, two 
kind of freebies uh, hopefully will be useful for yourself. And like I said, drop me an email. If there's any questions that you'd like to ask me um, since I've uh, kind of been speaking, which has been a massive honour, I must say. Um, and then I'll be able to help you as much as I can. Thank you so much for being here. Any parting words of wisdom? Yeah, I, I, well, I'm often saying to people, you know, it's, it's, there's a number of things actually that come to my mind, but there's just, just a couple of quotes, actually. The first one is, and it's important, it's a guy called Dr. Wayne Dyer. And he once said, when you change the way you look at something, the thing that you're looking at will change. Mm. And I've, have to, I've often had to use this myself when maybe feeling a little bit down and feeling not quite right. I look at things differently. So I look at what I have rather than what I, I haven't got. Yeah. And the other thing is, by the way, I'm on Facebook as well. So you can find me, Steve Beckles of Boussier. But another thing, which is just my party, I think is really important, is that if you have a problem that can be cured by action, you don't have a problem. It's all in your mind. And I heard a lady called Mel Robbins say this many years ago. Um, and I just just that's kind of my part in words for a lot of people, because we all have perceived problems. Mm. All right. Um, but if you can cure it with an action, okay, you don't have a problem. It's here. It's in your head. It's in your mind. So, guys, you need to take action, okay? Um, because otherwise, that 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 particular challenge and just the last quote actually that problems only become problems when they're not dressed as concerns. So, kind of tying all three of them up. Look at things differently. If you've got a problem, deal with it. But before it comes a problem, address it as a concern. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, it will become a problem. Great. That's me. Awesome. Great, great uh, parting words of advice. Then again, like you said, it's all about that thinking, how we think about things, and then the meaning we give to it, that emotional response creates our outcomes um, to be able to address that as soon as possible thank you so much it's been a pleasure having you on it's been a wonderful conversation My pleasure. Um, lots of takeaways for the listeners as well thanks again and i'll see you again soon thank you very much indeed take care guys thank you for listening Please subscribe, follow and review the show. That is very much appreciated. And please do reach out if you would like to know more about how you can create healthy, intimate relationships in your life. I will leave you with this quote from Carl Bond. Although we can't go back and make a brand new start, we can start now and make a brand new ending. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Relationship Guide.